Sit right down and I'll show you where my dreams began. I'm Michael Dugan, your culinary host, guiding you through the chef's journey. Join me at the chef's table where you'll experience stories, secret sauces, signature dishes, and kitchen disasters. chef's journey, creating an experience of stories, secret sauces, signature dishes, and kitchen disasters. Be our guest and join us on Voice for Chefs today. In this episode, we take you behind the scenes for a delightful conversation. Welcome to part two of Adventures with La Spiga, where we continue to learn about Pietro and Sabrina. In this episode, we'll take a deeper dive and learn about how La Spiga was formed, and what Pietra did to woo his wife, Sabrina. And finally, we'll discover their amazing food and a surprise dessert. Please join us for part two of Adventures with La Spiga. Ciao, Pietro. Ciao, Michael. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. So I want to circle back to one thing here. Yeah. When you met Sabrina, I love Italians because they're so romantic. And you strike me as a romantic. Was there anything when you were dating that you did to woo her? I I think that it was definitely the first in- encounter that we had that uh, kind of convinced her that I could have been a good guy. <laughs> and okay. the, and it's because we met in the the the, the story is uh, kind of funny because I was coming back from, with a group of friends. We went to the Oktoberfest in Munich. And on the way back, you know, we were like, we need to give like kind of a, a cultural twist. We decided to stop in Salzburg to visit uh, the city, which is beautiful, and uh, the Mozart's Museum. And, and when, <clears throat> when we got there, it was really cold because it was October. And we decided to go into this cafe to, to drink something hot, right? And she was there reading a book. And, uh, and that's how I didn't want to go, basically. I was trying to keep my, my, my friends out of the, of the coffee shop because I said, oh, you, we came here to go see Mozart. <laughs> you know? And, and they, they basically they pushed me inside. And uh, right before entering, I saw her. And I turned around and I told my friends, my guy, guys, I'm, I'm in love. I fell in love. <laughs> oh, and that's so beautiful. Shut up. <laughs> and, you know, rowdy Italians. And, of course, in Austria, they, they set us all the way in the back and try to <laughs> keep away from other customers. And um, and after about 10 minutes, she she says that she was cold and uh, because she was close to the door that was opening and uh, she has to be moved. And uh, so they moved her to the back right by our table. Uh, oh, I, when I saw her coming, I told her, oh, we siamo molto felici che tu ti sia venuta a sedere qui. And she replied in German, 
I don't speak Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know German. And so I, 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 I repeated it in English. And I said, well, we are very happy that you came and sit here. And, and, uh, and you know, the fate wanted that she was American. So, and then when she said, she smiled and I said, well, do you mind if I keep you company? And uh, she said, yes, please. And so I got my coffee and I went and sat with her. And uh, like uh, three or four hour, hours later, then, we, you know, we got out of the coffee shop. We started, I asked her to show me a little bit of uh, downtown Salzburg. I completely left my friends there. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she ended up uh, missing like three or four of the buses that would, were taking her back home. And the last one that could, that she could have, she could physically get to go back to, to her school where she was uh, uh, lodged, we exchanged the information. We didn't exchange information. I think this this is what what uh, I think gave me an edge. I just told her, she told me that she was going to come with the school uh, to visit Venice. And I said, well, if you come down, you know, to Venice, Venice is about a couple of hours from, from my hometown. If you want to come visit, you know, give me a call or send me, send me a letter because there was no email back then. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and I told her, you stay with me and my mom. Like a regular Italian guy was still living at home with my mom. So, But I never asked her for her information. So I just knew that she was Sabrina from Salzburg. And I left it to fate. After one month, she wrote me a letter. I got this letter. She didn't know about the mail system in Italy that is pretty slow. So she thought I would get it in time. But the letter, when I when I opened it, she said, well, it's Sabrina. If uh, your invitation uh, is still... Uh, open, I I am coming uh, down to Venice with the school, and the day was the next day. And uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss it. And she wrote the, the phone number of the school down. So I called her, and I was able to talk to her, and I said, look, I just got your letter today, uh, but if you, if you are up to it tomorrow, I can't come and pick you up in Venice, but if you take this train from Venice to Bologna, I can come and pick you up in Bologna. And that's what she did. She came to Bologna. I picked her up. She spent the weekend with me, with my friends. We had a blast. It was amazing. And then wow. after, after that, almost every weekend, she would come down, eight hours of train <laughs> uh, each way. And uh, and she would spend the weekend uh, with me. After a year of that, we, we, we called it. We said, you got to move down. We can't do this anymore. And that's what she did. Wow. So can you tell our listeners how La Spiga was shaped? La Spiga basically was born in Italy as a concept. At one point, um, you know, we realized that we both were uh, really into the, the culinary aspect of our life. And she was starting, you know, getting a little homesick and she was missing her family. And, and so we took, in 1995, we took a long trip in Italy, it's easier to do that. And we came to visit the whole family here for 45 days in all the cities where she had families, right? Uh, family. And uh, we went to Alaska, we went to uh, Louisiana, we went to Detroit and Chicago. And then we came to Seattle because her sister was living here. You know, I really liked Seattle a lot. And so I told her, well, if you ever want to come back to the United States, I think that Seattle is the place where I would feel more you know, comfortable living. And in 1997, we decided we were like, 
okay, let's go. Let, let's take you back home, Sabrina. And uh, But I said, well, I'm not coming and just staying at home without a job. So we need to do something. We had these three shops that we sold and we cashed in. And uh, then we went into partnership with the, the, the Las Pigas that we opened in 1998. And we were still not in the actual location. We were in uh, on Broadway and Union, where right now there's a eight ounce burger. That was, oh. that was our first location. But even that was kind of a, it was an interesting thing, a big adventure because we decided to, to, um, to build it in Italy ship and ship it over and to give it more of a, an authentic spin. Right. So okay. it was, it was, we basically, we built it all. We, my, my brother uh, did the project. We built it all in, in, in Italy. We put it in a 40 foot container and we shipped it over. We brought the, the tiles for the floor. We, all the, oh. the wall tiles, just to make it, to give it that 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 sense of uh, of uh, authenticity. Really incredible that you brought the authenticity back to Seattle. Yeah, that's what we tried. You know, we wanted to, to be as authentic as possible, even with the food. You know, I think it paid off. I would say, moving forward, uh, is there a chef that you admire? Well, besides my wife, right? Because my wife uh, is... Uh, you know, pretty talented. She's got a palate that is unbelievable. She can eat something and then tell you exactly what what's in there and how it was prepared. prepared. That's it's unbelievable. But and reproduce it. That's the other thing. But but I, as of now, lately, you know, we've been after twenty two years of being open as Las Piga, we've been exposed to a lot of different chefs. There are the from Seattle. I have to say that you know I met several. One is a uh, Carlsberg, Scott Carlsberg, which I think is a genius. Mm. And uh, another, you know, the Bisato and um, Lampreya. He had, I met him when he, when he was uh, at Lampreya. Uh, and we're friends. But uh-huh. another one that uh, is very shy and doesn't, doesn't like to be uh, under the spotlight, uh, but I think he's extremely talented, is Jeff Conco, uh, that now cooks at the Harvest Night. I really, really like his food. And what makes him so talented? I think he has a uh, he has a uh, a good way with um, uh, with vegetables. I like the way he preps his vegetables. And it's uh, I don't know. He's got a good spin. Of course, he's got a good Spanish spin, but he, he he knows how to do even Italian things. I really like it. But in general, he's very very talented. He, he knows how to use. He loves to uh, to. Um, Harvest his own his own stuff. He's always on a on a pea patch somewhere. It's a he's really interested. He's a really interesting character too. And uh, but for other you know internationally, I was blown away by by Massimo Buttura for sure. All uh, the Osteria Francescana in uh, in Modena. Sabrina and I visited. We went to see what he was all about, and I gotta say that he is all that they say he is. Massimo Buttura is a is a real genius. He is able. Yeah. To, he is able to modernize simple old flavors. It's a. It's pretty. The molecular uh, cuisine, right? They, yes. Yeah. He's, he's a scientist in there. There's such a movement on that cuisine and culture. Yeah. Uh, you so, know, it's fascinating. It's worth it. Like if anybody wants to go, I went both to. Yes, he he's got two restaurants there, but probably even more. Okay. 
but uh, one is the Osteria Francescana, which is the, the one that he got really famous for. And then he has a, a bistro, uh, bistro, where we, we say, like we say, we say it the French way, bistro, uh, uh-huh. uh, that's called La Franceschetta. And uh, if you don't want to spend all the money that you spend in, in, uh, in Osteria Francescana, uh, La, La Osteria Francescana, you can get a really good idea of what, of what his cooking is at the Franceschetta for maybe, uh, like a fifth of the price. Yeah. Okay. And when you think about things, you've, you've traveled around the world in a lot of different places. What special place in the world have you been that connects food and culture that you haven't already talked about? I would say uh, Colombia. Uh, Colombia really strike me for, and maybe it was also for the quality of the people that we, uh, that I encountered there. Like it was a uh, it was an, an interesting. My, my friends were saying, "Are you going to Colombia?" What? It was in 1993 when I went to Colombia, and I was there when they killed Pablo Escobar. <laughs> so, and yet my friends, oh. my friends uh, were were telling us, well, "Isn't it dangerous?" And uh, I actually didn't find it dangerous at all when I, when I was there. But the street food of Colombia was uh, was uh, really impressive. The quality of the meats, the uh, we we had some very interesting stuff. Uh, arepas they they make this arepa which is kind of a little bit like a like a piadina romagnola and uh, and uh, they they have these carts all over the place and it's it's beautiful it's beautiful. I was uh, impressed and you know the fruit the fruit the vegetables they have what like three harvests a year of everything. It's uh, such a fertile uh, land. Wow. Can you describe for us kind of the experience of La Spiga and three of your favorite specialty dishes? So, uh, I mean, we base that we base our uh, cuisine on, on on my region. So, I, I would say it's mostly regional uh, cooking that we do there, and because of that, I mean, pasta has a big has a big you know uh, weight on what we do, uh, and we uh, we always try to reproduce the authentic recipes, and many of them are, are family recipes. We we started off as more of a of a of a simple, very casual place, uh, and then you know uh, moving forward, we were we expanded our man venue, especially when we moved to the new location with uh, such a bigger space. We needed to offer a more complete menu. How long have you been open? 1998 was when we opened the first place, October 5th, 1998. And then in 2006, we sold the, the old place and we opened in the, uh, in the new place. So basically, we moved La Spiga from uh, Broadway in Union to 12th and Pike. Of your specialty dishes, is there one favorite that your customers love and talk about yeah we we have uh, what we call the classics you know those items that we cannot take off the menu because people would get mad and uh, and those are the four basic pastas that we never change in the menu and it's the lasagne verdi which is the you know layers of uh, green noodles with uh, with the uh, bechamel and ragu and parmigiano and uh, that we the gnocchi al pomodoro the tagliatelle al ragù e al burro di tartufo. Those are the those are the four things that probably we sell the most. We rotate the uh, the proteins according to the season. Right now we we have uh, the beer braised pork shank and it's fantastic. But right before that we were doing the milk braised uh, pork cheeks and that one is a big success. So there are several, and then there's the prosciutto and the antipasti. It's like a, we can't we can't not nominate that 
prosciutto we sell a lot of prosciutto and la spiga i always ask our chefs and owners if there is one dessert i call it a desert island dessert <laughs> that you would want to try Classic as it is, I think our tiramisu is, uh, which we call mascarpone, and we call it il mascarpone di Ida. Ida is my mom, and that, that was her recipe. And it's particularly oh. good because it's super light. The other fun, wow. fun fact right now is that my daughter is me, and she's great. Oh. <laughs> but even our panna cotta is always like, top quality. As we wrap up, is there any special message that you want to share with our listeners about how they can help both you and the community? It's support and mostly being open to these new things that are happening in the restaurant business, but they are happening because there's a need for survival. We've been supported. We see a lot of repeat customers and that's what warms our hearts. Help everybody, your neighborhood restaurant, help them because their lives depending on that, not just the life of the restaurateur, but the people, all the people that work around it, our suppliers, our employees, everybody. Is there anything else you would like to tell us about what's going on in the industry right now? I'm really proud of a lot of our colleagues. They they yeah. come in, they show support to each other, first of all. Uh-huh. It's and amazing. Our, yeah, your collaborations are, are coming up like beautifully, but also the, how smart a lot of people have become, you know, really finding new way. We, we learn a lot from each other. Like, Yeah, I'm part of the Seattle Restaurant Support Group on Facebook, and I joined to learn, and I have so much passion for the people, especially Jill. Jill is amazing. Oh my gosh, the admin. She is incredible. I, I read the I read the post like continuously because I learn something every day. Yeah, me too. And I try to repost stuff on my Facebook page to so that people hear about things. I'm going to move on, and I wanted to tell you this episode has a special place in my heart because I was married in Southern Italy, in Gravina in Puglia, with my wife Carrie. Wow, in Gravina di Puglia, I have a friend that lives here that is from Gravina di Puglia, Enzo. He works for Microsoft, of course. Oh, it's the same Enzo then. Yes. Yeah, Enzo Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> Enzo is a friend of ours, and he's part of the reason that we got married there. Yeah, yeah. Very nice couple. And they're very special people. How do people find you if they're a tourist or if they're a local? How would they get to your restaurant? We are on 12th Avenue and Pike, so pretty famous, especially after last summer. Uh, place and we are in a in a historical building that is called Piston and Ring. And your website? My website is www.laspiga.com. Pietro, I just want to thank you on behalf of Voice for Chefs for being our guest today. It's a pleasure. And do you have any parting words for us in Italian? Volevo ringraziare i nostri clienti e te per il sostegno che ci avete mostrato negli ultimi 22 anni della mia vita. Wow. And what does that mean? That I wanted to thank, besides you, all the customers that uh, have showed their support in the past 22 years of our life. Thanks for joining us today. Follow us on Facebook, like us, comment. You can also go out to our website, voiceforchefs.com, and stay tuned for the next episode of Voice for Chefs.
Thanks for joining us today. Follow us on Facebook. Find our website in the show notes. Subscribe on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen. Leave a comment with five stars. And stay tuned for the next episode of Voice for Chefs. Voice for Chefs.